Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead Cam Stewart as we come to you live to take from the Stewart Studios from the home of the NBA champion Toronto Raptors who might have a chance to defend their NBA championship, a fully healthy Toronto Raptor basketball team. Toronto, Ontario, let's do this thing. The raging redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Happy travels, buddy. Hey, it's the quarantine edition. Welcome to my home. Hey, it's it's not the Ritz-Carlton, buddy, but it's a place. Hopefully the green screen doesn't hit you in the head when you get up in the morning for uh, for a drink of Pepsi. But hey, we're here. We're having a good time. Hanser's cleaning the barbecue. What can we say, man? It's party time. We're happy to be here. And uh, people were uh, very, very excited uh, to see uh, that uh, we were in the same um, the same place, the same studio, so to speak. But due to social distancing guidelines, you know, we can't like, uh, you know, we can't squeeze in side by side. Not a not a not a good look as oh, right no, outside no. the window of Stewart Studios is a bunch of uh, bunch of like uh, motocross dudes. <laughs> Cam goes, not a lot of social distancing going on with the uh, the motocross crew today. It's like 10 of them. They're all sitting like they're high fiving each other. I don't know, I like, know. They're, they're like passing around to each other and stuff it's like that. Like, we're in the it's middle of a pandemic here. Exactly. They're not they're not worried about the second or third wave. They just want to ride their damn bikes. Yeah. You'll get to know these guys in the neighborhood, Gabe. There's a lot of neighborhood menaces, but welcome to the domicile. I hope you have a nice two weeks before you head out west. And uh, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what it is is a busy weekend of sports, actually, yep. which is uh, pretty cool. It's the weekend edition of the program. So it gives us an opportunity to uh, take a crack at Sunday's card and which includes the match. Uh, we've talked about this uh, golf tournament uh, a lot. Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning taking on Team Cheat, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady. A <laughs> lot of hype, a lot of hype uh, leading into this uh, Skins match. And there's a lot of quirks and different uh, different rules and formats that we got to talk about because we all got played uh, last week, or at least the Oklahoma State Cowboy crew got played uh, last week, and we were Team Cowboys. Uh, with the Pokes uh, last week with Oklahoma State. And we know how uh, that ended. We got NASCAR, the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday evening. Great to have NASCAR back, man. And if you don't think uh, NASCAR are athletes, uh, then you you try uh, running four races in 10 days and then driving in a Coca-Cola 600. Absolutely like grueling, grueling. Jordan Bianchi is going to step up and and, uh, join us from The Athletic. Uh, Dude's one of the best in the business when it comes to breaking down uh, NASCAR, we're talking NASCAR with uh, Jordan Bianchi um, on uh, yesterday's uh, program. And uh, we were talking about, you know, are these guys athletes? And he brought it up there as far as the pit crew is concerned. He said, most of the pit crew guys, because I saw the race the other night, these guys are all ripped and stuff. Everyone in are. the pit crew, all ripped. And he goes, no, no, all the, uh, the pit crew guys are either college football players. A lot of them were wrestlers. Because they want athletes, you can perform in a, in a pressure environment. You got to be strong, hand-eye coordination. Like even the pit crew guys, like they, those guys are athletes too. I agree, Marenzi. Like look at yourself. You could barely get up the stairs like me. I told you my stairs are steep, uh, and you're huffing and puffing. Don't think she's saying between you and me. <laughs> hey, we're not saying we're professional athletes. Trust me, I have a lot of problems too. I'm. Oh, you just see me some nights. I can barely get up there. But I'm gonna say this: they're great athletes. Those suits are heavy. They're wearing the heavy headgear, Gabe. Like, that's the thing. And I'll tell you, if you don't think NASCAR drivers are athletes, you're a moron. That car is claustrophobic. The heat, the moves that you have to make, they're superior athletes, in fact. And I can tell you, most normal people, good luck trying to have a NASCAR race and going that long concentrating. I think it's very difficult, and they deserve more respect. Oh, yeah, the mental fatigue. And the thing is, yes, one accident, they can kill themselves. Yes, another good point. Yeah, like, you know I mean? like they're yeah. on edge. Yeah, they it's not like they're not on cruise control. He's driving around a track out there. It's mentally exhausting, physically draining. And we have the longest race uh, of the year. And it's crazy just coming back like this. Boom, boom, boom. All these races. And now suddenly right away, they got to go into their longest uh, race of the year. 
Uh, but there's a lot of excitement in the air. The weather's starting to get nicer. There's still, listen, guys, the virus isn't gone, even though the virus, um, you know, the, the virus doesn't like warmer temperatures. Fine. It'll probably dissipate a bit, but it's going to be a second wave here. There's a lot of places that are still spiking right now, but sports are coming back. You know, society can't stay closed uh, forever. The social distancing does work. People wearing masks in public does work, uh, help mitigate uh, the disease. Um, so uh, the NBA, we talked about it, Cam. We were saying, you know, I thought mid-August the NBA would come back. Uh, but reports are the NBA playoffs would start July 15th. July 15th. That's the sort of the target date. And I wouldn't just believe media reports, Cam, but I believe NBA basketball players. And Spencer Dinwiddie's one of the best Twitter followers out there. And he retweeted, somebody uh, tweeted, oh, hearing NBA comes back June 21st. And he said, hearing same thing, but we practice uh, yeah. June 21st. Games would start July 15th or so. Jared Dudley talking about the same thing. Um, Mid-July, with the tentative schedule of mid-July, right into Labor Day weekend, the NBA Finals. And how sick would that be to have the NBA Finals, the Kentucky Derby, college football kickoff, NHL playoffs, it'll be a NFL could be starting, you know, I'll probably with all without fans, et cetera, but it's going to be sports overload. Hey, everybody, everybody jonesing for sports right now. What are you going to do? Now you're going to have to choose between sports with all this stuff that's going on. And I know they'll spread it around and it's going to be fantastic. But hey, Gabe, we've seen it, buddy. Light at the end of the tunnel. Hockey's got a plan. They got some brackets. We already know about this. Basketball, you said it. Dinwiddie doesn't lie. This is a guy, I think he's uh, spitting straight truth right now. Basketball is going to come back. I know baseball, they got some problems there. They're the one, uh, the 50-50 revenue split. It's not sitting very well with people, and the clock is ticking. But I'll tell you one thing. Hey, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, man, we're ready to party. That's good. Golf is coming back, full field events, so I don't have to lose money in these stupid skins games. So everything, it looks like good, good times right now. I'm Jack, buddy. And so the plan would be that they would play, uh, as expected, uh, in Orlando. Yep. Um, the players would not be under quarantine. They would get uh, tested all the time, uh, daily. Uh, basically, they would get tested daily, but they wouldn't be under quarantine, yet they're told, basically, if you test positive, you're not playing. It's as simple as that. You're not playing. And if you test positive, you could, you know, you might be potentially contaminating some of your teammates as well. This isn't the preseason, guys. This is the playoffs, yeah. right? So I think players will be pretty responsible and stay um, you know, stay on the, the property, the Disney property for the most part. And listen, let's be real. I, you know, the NBA said they're going best four or seven. They're not going to do any three or fives. NHL's talking about three or fives uh, for their first round of the NHL playoffs. Listen, the NBA used to be best of uh, three or five uh, in the old days in the first round. That famous Michael Jordan shot, guys, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That wasn't game seven. That was game five. That was a game five. Remember that like it was yesterday. Um, so, so excited for the potential of... NBA basketball coming back uh, because, oh, yeah, we happen to be Toronto Raptor fans. And I tell you what, 24 to 1 right now, the Raptors are to win Woo! the NBA title. The defending champion, Toronto Raptors, 24 to 1, a defending champion, Toronto Raptors. And are this going to be as healthy as they've been all freaking year long? They never had their roster together. They never had their roster together this year. And, you know, it, now they're going to have a legitimate chance to defend. Uh, their their championship, and I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Raptor fan, but if you look at the teams, listen, both LA teams are real dangerous, man, and they're both oh, going to be hot sure. coming out of this. Oh, big time. LeBron and Kawhi, they're going to be like Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant before WrestleMania three, bro. They're like, they're both well-rested. They can both put the pedal to the metal for just like, you know, six weeks, seven weeks, and let's go for it, and, and you know, gun for a championship, but only one of them can make it to the championship. And Nick Nurse is such a great coach. I don't think people realize this. He's the winningest coach in he NBA is. history for any coach that's coached 100 games or more. This guy is coached in Europe. He's coached in, like, all kinds of different situations. And listen, guys, you look at the Raptors and all the injuries they had, and they asked uh, Nick Nurse, how do you, like, just plug new guys in? He said, I'm used to plugging new guys in. He goes, when you're coaching in England, you're coaching in some of these leagues, you don't even know who's on your team uh, half the time. <laughs> right? So it's just... He worked his way up the ladder. He's seen it all. They don't rely on the three ball. The Raptors play great defense. I don't care. Like, neutral court, bring it on. I'm excited about the Raptors' chances. I really am.
Yeah, I'm going to tell you, Gabe, uh, you know what? Who says they're going to win the championship? But I will say this. When you look at that number, 24 to 1, oh, that's I insane. I say. I say. You say who say? I say. <laughs> you say. You say. You say who I'm say? Saying, I say. I that's, say. You know I what? Say. That's the rapper's <laughs> slogan now. That's what? the new T-shirt. Well, you say. Who's, you say. Who, who say? You say. say I, I say. <laughs> I say they win. 24 to 1 is a damn good number, I can tell you that. Your boy Puccio, he's a Celtic fan. Maybe a collision course with old Boston. That could be uh, that could be interesting. Oh, yeah, no, 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 because I know because Brad Stevens, the big genius, the boy wonder from a couple <laughs> of years ago. Oh, Brad Stevens is so great, so great. Still waiting for him to get to the finals. So, so yeah. I actually I shouldn't talk smack because we might actually have to play these guys. Yeah, that's the thing. Be careful. I do fear be the careful. Boston Celtics. Yeah, I do dangerous. fear the Celtics. Oh, I would too. They're a dangerous basketball. Team. I fear the Celtics them in the more than the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, well, Milwaukee Bucks, I'm going to tell you something. This uh, stoppage has really hurt the Milwaukee Bucks because now you want to think about a team that really was flying. That's the thing. You have to look yep. at momentum, and that's bad news. Now the Greek freak, uh, you know, teams are like, okay, this is great. And that, it's basically you only have to control a couple guys on that team. Milwaukee's interesting. They're a regular season type of team, but I wouldn't bet on them on a low number in the playoffs. I, I prefer Boston and Toronto. Dude, they're plus 240 to win it all. That's a horrible number. Horrible Insane. number. Horrible number. Plus, I can't even hedge Lakers plus 270, Clippers plus 340. Not I like a bad that. number. Not a bad Clippers number. Could be there. They're going to, dude, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, now they're going to have four, four and a half months off. They're going to be difficult to deal with uh, c- coming out of this. Um, looking at the numbers, as we say, the Clippers plus 340, Rockets are uh, 12 to 1, Puccio Celtics 20 to 1. Both the Celtics and the Raptors aren't getting enough respect from the odds maker, but it's good. Fine. I'll take it. Give me the 24 to 1. Yeah, that's that's an insane. I think both of those teams in the East are crazy value plays. You telling me Milwaukee plus two forty and these guys in the twenty and twenty four to range get bent? That's nuts. That's and crazy. People were talking about oh the asterisks next to the to the title and all this type of stuff. This is like a true test, guys. You know, what I mean, it's a true test. There's no excuses. There's no fans. There's there you don't you don't have the same you know type of home court influence anymore. Yep. You're legitimately yep. putting these guys into a room. This is like man, oh, this you know what it is? This is like street ball. Like, this is like, all right, we're putting you all guys all in a gym. Let's see who the best team is. I you agree. Know, forget about the frills. Forget about the cheerleaders. Who's the best team? Let's ball. Let's go. Yeah, and I'm telling you, it's gonna be intense, bro. They're gonna start going out of fast. I'm telling you. I can't wait for it. We need that PG channel and the X-rated oh, channel. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We want the X-rated channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. We want we want the sex dolls, Korean style. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Brenzi, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart as we throw it down for the Stewart Studios, the weekend edition of the program. We'll get to the match. We'll get to the NASCAR race. Getting excited about uh, the NBA uh, potentially coming back. And it's coming back uh, mid-July, the target date, July 15th. Um, the NBA Finals could be into Labor Day weekend, which could be, just be absolutely sick. Listen, basketball is a summer sport. Basketball is a summer sport, so there, it doesn't feel like unnatural that, ooh, they're going to be playing basketball in July or we're going to be playing basketball in August. It, it does, feels real. Basketball is a summer sport, and uh, I'm just glad. Um, you know, there's so many great storylines this year in the National Basketball Association, and what a year, Cam. Started off with the China stuff. Yeah. NBA comes back, Raptors are the champions, and then boom. Daryl Morey drops one tweet, free Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, 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 don't get political. And, and then the league loses yeah. like a billion dollars. The Rockets yeah. have billboards ripped down. Um, it gets hostile. David Stern then passes away, you know, the true architect mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the National Basketball Association, as we know it, along with Michael Jordan, uh, passes away. Kobe Bryant. Doesn't Kobe Bryant's like passing now feel like that was like two years ago already? Like, remember when like we were all like, I can't believe Kobe Bryant died. It's like a hundred thousand people have died since him. Like it's like Kobe's story was like Kobe's story dying was one of the biggest things I've ever seen. Like he got he got Michael Jackson type of status. Big time. Like there Big was a time. billboard like in Manhattan, bro. It was up for like two weeks. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, for a day or something. 
Like he got like Michael Jackson, celebrity, you know, type of stature. And then, of course, you know, this virus shows up. But I'm just saying, if you look at the NBA year, China incident, uh, architect David Stern dies. Kobe Bryant, one of the biggest stars in the history of their league, uh, dies. They have an epic all-star game as a tribute uh, to Kobe Bryant. And then a virus pandemic shuts the season down. So it'd just be great. I'd love the fight, man, if they come back. No asterisks. The NBA guys have been to hell and back this year. Think of the I year Adam Silver. He's earned his money this year, man. He's had Damn to right. deal with Kobe dying, China's president yelling at him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Guy nearly you're started right. a world war. <laughs> it's uh, No, you're saying absolutely. Like, the, the ebbs and flows of this season, the, 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 the more, more lows than highs, and then all the crazy stuff, and then uh, we can just mention uh, Jerry Sloan too, Gabe, uh, oh, one yeah. of the best coaches of all time. Uh, passing away and uh, what can you say about those Utah teams and we talked about this I give Sloan a lot of credit I think he's one of the best of all time getting players to play in Salt Lake City Utah was not an easy thing he was a consummate professional all the time consistently above average teams there and he will go down in my opinion as one of the best of all time uh, God rest his soul and uh, hopefully his family uh, could move on. But Jerry Sloan, one of the best basketball men, Gabe. That's all I got to say is he's from our generation too. And he was a winner, buddy. Yeah, he's a class. Uh, he was a class act. Well, our generation. Uh, I'm not that old, Cam, but I hear he uh, coached. Yeah, I bet you like I'm the same age. I'm not 78 yet. I might look at it. Well, uh, I'm just you saying know, we grew yeah. up with the Utah Jazz. You, yeah. you, you know, you know, you I'm know it's amazing to me. <laughs> and it's crazy how life works, man. What's amazing, and you know, 78's too bad, a little young, you know, it's old, but you know what I'm saying. I hope I live to be older than 78. Uh, but what's amazing is people haven't talked about Jerry Sloan. Now, listen, he was ill, but it's not like Jerry Sloan's name was always in a conversation. Jerry Sloan was just basically part and a feature of the, you know, the biggest sports documentary in the history of television, mm-hmm. The Last Dance. The last dance, last episode, there was a ton of Jerry Sloan in it. Yeah. It ends and he dies a couple of days later. And it's almost heartbreaking. And he loses twice to Jordan. Like it's almost like the last dance. And then, like, and to me, I was like, it's unbelievable that Jerry Sloan passed that. I just saw him talking. Like, and where they scored 54 points in the game, guys. Game three of the NBA Finals, they scored 54 points in a game. They got smoked in game three of the Utah Jazz. And Jerry Sloan didn't know the score. And after he looked at the box score at the press conference, he goes, this isn't the final score, was it? (laughs) And people were like, yeah, it was. And he's like, really? And they're like, oh, you don't know? He's like, no, I didn't look up at the scoreboard. Like, they got murdered. It was like 107 to 54 or something uh, like that. But... As you stated, Jerry Sloan, one of the most respected guys in the league. You know how hard it is to coach a Utah Jazz guys? Exactly. It's not as if, like, you know, I mean, the, the NBA is, like, a predominantly African-American league. It's not as if, though, like, brothers are lining up to move to Salt Lake City. Okay? Like, they hate it. Like, they know it. You know what I mean? You got to draft. You got to trade. You know, it, it was very – they're still in a difficult situation, the Utah Jazz, uh, to put it together. And they do a great job. They just can never get over the top. But you're right. Great coach. Sort of reminds me of a Popovich type of guy. Same Good generation call. as Pop. You know, it's very similar. Hard ass. He had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the difference is poor Jerry just couldn't get over the top because Michael freaking Jordan was in his way. Exactly. Like, you know, Jordan, they, they go, they never went to seven games. They never went to seven games. And I don't know if you noticed this. Every damn game and every playoff game from the last dance, the Bulls were up or down by one with like oh, three I seconds left. It was crazy. Yeah, you're Somehow right. Jordan won every time. Exactly. That's such a good point. Yeah, remember, remember the game, the lottery? Any 72, game, 74, Any game within five, we just bet tie, tie, tie on, on the lottery. We win every time. You're right. Every single thing came down to a last shot, something crazy. And you know what? They always say things can balance out, but they never did balance out. And it's one of those things that I look at. Everyone remembers the victors, but me as a sports fan, I always think about, you know, the little guy. And I didn't cheer for Tiger Woods when he in the career slam because Bob May was just a big, fat guy who was just kind of, you know what, he had no claim to fame. I'm, I'm cheering for the used car salesman. Like, this is the one weekend you put it together only to have a guy break your heart. And that breaks my heart because I always cheer for kind of the regular man. And 
Michael Jordan did that to a lot of people, Gabe. He is the greatest, but man, he broke so many people's hearts and great basketball people, but that's what separates him and Tiger Woods and the rest of the winners from the losers. They find a ways to get it done when the chips are against the wall, when, they, when times are tough. Yeah, you know what? The, the fallout from the last dance is unbelievable. It is. Uh, right now, as now, Scotty Pippen. Weren't it Scotty Pippen? Uh, the exact uh, quote, uh, Scotty Pippen, furious, livid. Uh, about the uh, the documentary, Beyond Livid, uh, the exact uh, quote. Uh, he is so angry at Michael right now and how he was portrayed, called selfish, called this, called that. He's furious that he participated. He didn't realize what he was getting himself into. Um, he felt like it was just a bash fest for the entire series, right up until like they gave him a little bit of love for the game six stuff when he had uh, when when he played with the bad uh, back. And, um, you know, it looks like there's a lot of, you know, bridges that have been burnt uh, here uh, from, from this documentary. Now, listen, I got to be honest. I don't think, I don't think Scottie Pippen came out looking that bad. Now, one thing that is interesting about it is Horace Grant said it best when he said, you know, why'd they put, he goes, they put the 1.8 second thing in when he didn't go back into the game. Uh, he famously didn't go back into the game because they, they called a shot for Tony Kukoc. And Horace Grant said, why is Jordan even calling him out for that? He said Jordan wasn't even on the damn team, which is a good point, right? But Scottie Pippen did get bashed, but he also got a lot of love as well. Like Jordan said a lot of nice things about Scottie Pippen, about how I wouldn't have won without Scottie Pippen. What more do you want him to say? So I think, I think everyone's getting a little oversensitive. And I don't really buy into Scottie Pippen saying, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Well, what did you think you were getting yourself into? <laughs> no, but the bottom line is, is this, Gabe. You have a man who's in creative control of a documentary with other guys that are come, you know, look to be some chumps in the story. Like, it's a team game. I understand he is the king of the team, but it's also from one man's perspective. And a lot of these other guys are like, listen, buddy, this is from your point of view. I don't really see it that way. You can get us, and they should have, like, an after. You talked about it. Remember the idea? You came up to me. If I had the money, we'd get these guys to tell what the what really the hell happened instead of it just being from MJ's eyes. And I think that's very important that other people get to tell a story because that's all coming from him. You know, the, listen, it was a great documentary. It was a great it series. Was. The thing with it is it wasn't really a documentary. It is and it wasn't. But what's upset people in the basketball world, the players that were in it, it was basically everybody was just sort sort of sort of made to be made look like a chump next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like he, you know, and then did the little thing, Shaq. Oh, Shaq, I ain't Shaq. Like he mocked Shaq. Uh, you know, you go down the list. You know, Clyde Drexler. Uh, you know, what's his beef with uh, what was his beef with Dan Marley? What? Because Jerry Krause didn't yeah. like him. Dan Marley's a good basketball you know, player. Tony Clyde Drexler is amazing. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. Like Tony Kukoc, he was abusive too at first. Yeah. Like. You go down the list. Yeah, he just he just was. He just was. Listen, it was fascinating television, but it's not the you know the full side, the full story. But you know, you would figure that Pippen and Jordan will always have this bond, uh, so to speak. I, you know, that, that, people are going to be clamoring for so much more of you know everything that we've seen in the last dance. There'll probably be more uh, after. And like I said, I, I wish I had the money and I could you know fly in <laughs> Horace Grant and Craig Hodges. And yeah. offer Hodges a big bag of blow, too. Uh, yeah, say, hey, <laughs> here's your money and some treats. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Well, think so. about this, Cam. And I brought this up on the podcast earlier in the week. Think about this. How about this? That Michael Jordan said the cocaine, you know, about the cocaine circus. And he goes, oh, I went yeah. in the room and everyone was doing cocaine and stuff. The next morning, Craig Hodges went on Twitter and said, I don't appreciate being called a cokehead. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, no one called you a cokehead. No one named you by name. So you came out and basically like admitted that, I was that you that were guy. one of the guys. Yeah. yeah. I was partying. Yes. <laughs> Me. It is it is interesting though. You know, Craig Hodges didn't get any love. It was just like he never existed. <laughs> Very true. Very and true. The dude won like three rings. <laughs> hey, buddy, that's that's you know, you said it. Like we talked about MJ. When you, you know another guy, Cam, sorry. Yeah. You know another guy? I you didn't really think of him at the time, but after I was like, man. It's true. Hey, they never showed him once. He was there for a while too. Stacy King. 
Yeah, I know. It's a good point. Like there, there were other guys that were on that team for like years oh. and stuff that didn't get interviewed. Wennington did. Because yep. Wennington's not going to rock the boat, right? Wennington was like, oh, it was a great run. It's like, dude, here's you were another, lucky to be another, on that team. Yeah, I, I like Bill. I, I, Bill Wennington, good good guy, though. I'll tell you this, too. He's from Montreal. I, 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 yeah, he's, yeah, Canadian. I'll tell you one other thing. There was not one. Hey, here's a tip there. Knock, knock. Michael Jordan, the Bulls. Didn't the Houston Rockets win two of those titles? Just kind of gloss it over. Like, it's like their story. Like, at that era, it should have been mentioned a little bit more, too. It's just one of those things. It's like, hey, we're there. But I get it. It's a Bulls documentary. But that's kind of my thing. Like, don't just brush. Hey, they think about it. That was hard winning championships against those teams. Houston did it twice. And it's interesting. At the end of the documentary, Jordan brings up Phil Jackson, you know, Phil, you know, they, they could have won. They could have did this. They could have did that. Phil Jackson said it was time to go. Like they told him, you go 82 and 0, and you tell a guy like Phil Jackson that he's not going to turn back and forget. So it's amazing. You figured like we would be able to let go of the last dance, but Pippen's livid. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Jerry Sloan. Um, you know, great coach, great guy, super, super respected. And uh, we'll remember you, uh, coach. Uh, you'll be remembered right here on Game Time Decisions. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. I am Gable Brenton. I'm throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, a.k.a. Ronnie Ruggs from the Stewart Studios. Uh, let's talk a little NFL football right now, actually. A couple of yep. uh, interesting stories. Uh, the onside kick. Listen, the onside kick uh, has been a, uh, it's like the Macarena. It's dead, all right? It never works. Um, nope. You know, it just. It, it used to a lot, long time ago before they, they changed, changed the, the rule. damn rules. Yeah, yeah. now it yeah. sucks. Good yeah. luck getting an onside kick. Get real. It's pointless. <laughs> it no, I'm really mad about the onside kick, to be honest with you. It's like you come yeah, back to the exciting game, play. Yeah, it was an exciting play. And the thing is, there was no need to change the play. You kick, some guy shanked it right off another guy's leg. You bounce back. Hey, remember Seattle versus Green Bay? That playoff game there? <laughs> what a comeback. You know what? Fast talking, Mike, my buddy, still pissed off about it. It used to work a lot of the time. But Gabe, you're right. Uh, onside kick now, it's pointless because what do you get it? One out of 100 times, maybe it's useless. So the, the National Football League owners are going to vote to uh, implement uh, yes or no. And I think they're going to do it. And you know who did this first? You, you got to give credit the Alliance League. Yeah. They took this yep. is an Alliance League idea. Um, so instead of an onside kick, it would be fourth and 15. You get one crack, fourth and 15. Instead of an onside kick, and I'm not a made. Listen, I'm not a fan of this. I don't, you know, I don't they, like they, it. They, everything's got to be gimmicky. Every year we got to add some new stupid gimmick. Football's fine, exactly. We got to add a gimmick all the time. But my deal, and I think you agree, Cam. 15 yards is too easy. Like it's, it's not. It's yeah, that, like I the agree. percentage of getting an onside kick as opposed to the percentage of converting on on a on a fourth and 15. I'll take fourth and 15 every time. I don't know if fourth and 25 is a little extreme. I would say fourth and 20. Can we agree on fourth and 20? 15's too little, 25 maybe, 20's okay. 15's too low, 20's good. Fourth and 20, the five extra yards. It's a big deal, too. Fourth and I think 20, fourth, all right. Yeah, fourth and 20 or 25. It can't be 15. 15's out. You can make the decision between 20 and 25. I'll accept both answers, Gabe, unlike Alex Trebek. You got a good answer at 20, 25 I'm listening to, but it can't be 15. To your point, fourth and 15 could be executed at, I'm thinking a higher percentage where it's kind of like, yeah, really? You're giving up the onside kick for that and teams just to execute. It almost becomes too easy and gimmicky where if you can qualify, if you get a fourth and 20 and a fourth and 25, I, I'll accept that. I'll say, you know what? That's cool. 15's too low for me. I think your take for 20 or 25, I'll accept. So the team would get the ball from the 25-yard line. They okay. would start on their 25-yard line, and they get an opportunity, um, you know, to get to get a first down. They go fourth and uh, 15 to continue uh, the drive after the fact. Andy Reid uh, likes the rule. He likes he it. And he says, you know, yeah, he goes, I got a guy that uh, could, could be pretty good at fourth and 15, I think. Yeah, yeah settle down, coach, all right? thing is, <laughs> don't worry. You won't need an onside kick. You're not going to be trailing too often. 
It's a good point. Yeah, and if anybody, yeah, that's the thing. Kansas City, fourth and 25. Ding, ding, ding. I'm telling you, Cam, most, a lot of times his team will win a Super Bowl. They'll party, they'll celebrate. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, they won. And then, you know, you sort of move on. Not with the Chiefs, bro. Mahomes got a couple in him coming, bro. Like, and now Andy yeah. Reid's like that golfer, Cam, that never won a major. And then oh, he won. And oh, yeah, I'm going to win another one. I'm going to win another one. He's going to win another one. Like, I think when it's all said and done, how many, like, oh, that's a good question, actually. How many Super Bowl rings does Mahomes have when it's all said and done? When his uh, got one career, one. I think he'll get four. Wow. Four, then, then you like the Chiefs this year. Puccio? Puccio says three. I was going to say three, but I'm thinking maybe one one more, four. I'll go four. I what was going to go, I was gonna go, can I go 2.5? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't buy the hook. No, no hooks. No hooks I'm allowed. Say, I'm, saying, I'm saying I would bet like a ton of money that he's got another ring coming. He's winning another one again. So you're saying like they're gonna Cam, they're gonna win a Super Bowl where they smoke someone. They won this one by coming back. Dude, he was yeah. hurt last year. They didn't even play great last year and they won the Super Bowl. I, I believe Andy Reid when he said we're gonna be better this year. I believe him. They're Andy not Reed, they're not gonna take a step back. Mahomes is hungry. And I agree with that analogy. Remember Andy Reid with the Eagles, Donovan McNabb puking all the times he's been close. I told you, look at the interview he has with the Tommy Bahama shirt. Hey, we drafted a layer for LSU. Perfect fit for the offense. He's playing with house money. He's loose. The team looks good. They have the perfect pieces in check. This is the thing. They had injuries, too, to main guys on their team, and they still got it done. The Kansas City Chiefs are a very, very scary football team. I look at the division, too. Raiders, eh, you're not close to these guys yet. Chargers, enjoy Tyrod Taylor. Are you going to win eight games this year? Maybe not. So it's a cakewalk for them in the division, even though we like Denver more. I'm telling you, and I agree. Look at New England's regress. So who are their who are their challenges in the AFC? We got Buffalo. Baltimore, got Buffalo. Baltimore. Baltimore. You know, a, team, a team that we haven't talked about much, actually, with uh, Big Ben coming back. Are you buying into the Steelers' resurgence with Roethlisberger uh, back, or is he too old now? I don't know, man. The one thing about Ben Roethlisberger is time off. It's a great thing for him. He's one of the toughest SOBs in the league. I don't care what you say. Ben Roethlisberger, the hits that he's taken in some of those Ravens game alone, I'll give him credit. His pain threshold, like, he should be dead, let alone quarterbacking again. I'll tell you, Gabe, I told you I like Chase Claypool. I was kind of upset that he went to the Steelers. I know Blewett's happy about that. Scotty Farrell and me had an argument. He thinks he didn't like Claypool too much. He called him Les Claypool from, what was that band? Uh, Private. Yeah, Primus. <laughs> Primus. One only got a big brown beaver. Yeah, like uh, from Primus. And uh, yeah, and I told him Claypool's going to be good. Stop knocking the Canadians from British Columbia. But I will say this. You, you look at the Baltimore Ravens. What do you think about the situation? Lamar Jackson, it's no guarantee he's going to have the year that he is going to have. So I find the Pittsburgh Steelers to be an enigma. They still have a lot of weapons on their team. And if Big Ben can stay upright, you know he can. He's been in the league so long. Ding, ding, ding. He can, he can make it look easy when healthy, Gabe. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm never going to write off of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the resilience that that team has. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. Uh, you know, the guy can coach, right? He gets criticism. Listen, Mike Tomlin will do a lot of weird things on the field, uh, but there's not a lot of guys that can get players to play for him uh, like he does. Look at Antonio Brown, guys. The biggest thing Antonio Brown did really there was do an Instagram video in the locker room once. Like, he actually, you know, he knew how to, you know, play along with Antonio, he just sort of lost control at the end. And he, he sort of gave up and said, screw this guy anyways, uh, on on uh, the way out. All right, a couple of other interesting uh, football notes uh, here. When people see people see the headline, New York Jets signed former Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. And I'm thinking, Jets signed Super Bowl MVP. Wow, sounds like big news. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Mr. Flacco. <laughs> You know what? It's like uh, I was watching, you know, like when you see international feeds of games sometime, uh, Cam? And I was watching, like, you know, watching a stream type deal. And I was getting, like, the uh, the British feed for, like, Monday Night Football. Oh, nice. Or, or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was in a hotel somewhere. I'm getting, like, the feed. So the the um, the pregame host, so they got, like, a British dude. But they always have, like, an NFL guy or two that they fly over and put on the payroll, right? Yeah. So they're all like, we're here with Super Bowl winning quarterback, David Carr. <laughs> and I'm thinking, 
I'm like Super Bowl winning quarterback, yeah, buddy. I used a backup on the Giants, right? So yeah, backup. But it was just funny. Like they kept referring, like every time he would talk, like it would say on like the the screen, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Quarterback. It's like yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a ring. What a Super Bowl. Like you know, but stop, stop selling him as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, false advertising. <laughs> so how about this, Cam? And you know, let's see news. if you and I can. I want yeah, false news. I want to see if uh, you and I can actually uh, do this. The Cleveland Browns are going to let uh, fans call 15 plays in a game. <laughs> it's a true story. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah but preseason. Preseason. Yeah. But still, you can bet on preseason games. So yeah, you, yes, just, yes, just, you a, just a note. <laughs> just, just a note yes, that yes, yes. I, you know, if you want to oh, bet on the Browns, yeah. if you're going to bet on the Browns on one of these preseason games, we've got to know which one it's going to be and uh, be aware uh, be aware that the fans are going to call the plays, but I'll be honest with you, that's like a uh, that's a plus for the Cleveland Browns. Their it fans is. are probably smarter than their coaches have been over the years. And I let the fat guy with the dog mask in the end zone call the plays. Can't be worse. <laughs> I got an idea. Baker, go deep. Hey, here's another one. Baker, go deep. Yeah, throw it to the end zone to, to Beckham. Go, go deep. Yeah, oh, what are they going to do? That's, that's it's funny, Cam. You're right. Conservative, right? It's going to be oh. trick plays. Yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah, you know, I got Every an idea. Every fan's going to say the same thing. Throw a bomb to Beckham. <laughs> yeah, throw, throw a bomb to Beckham. It's not going to be Chubb two-yard run. No, yes. it's going to be a lot of trick plays, end-arounds, fun stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with Dog Pound Can you fan. Imagine, you imagine, like, we win it and, like, people get all excited and that's it, Ken? We run the ball 15 times in a row up the gut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going old school. <laughs> Just run the ball. <laughs> Stepnowski would love us, the new coach. He'd be like, good call, guys. I like what you're doing. Now, the best would be if the, every end around and trick play works. And now the new offensive coordinator, the Cleveland Browns, the fan who called the first 15 plays. <laughs> Imagine a touchdown, touchdown, 62-yard play, 40-yard play, trick play. <laughs> wow, he's doing great. Let's hire him. <laughs> like, like you said, Cammy, you're killing me here with this. Like, like, as if the fans are going to run a jet sweep and stuff. Like you're going to get, this is going to be like Homer Simpson putting together the car. I want a drink holder and a TV and, and a stereo right. and a surfboard attached to it. Like, and I want a pretty it to fly. Big drink holder. Yeah, That's yeah. Because like, I want it for my big drink. <laughs> the one I get at the Quickie Mart, you know, the big cup. <laughs> yeah, Homer, you know, he ruined it. He ruined Uncle Herb's career. He was doing know, really right well. Now, dude, there's some football guy. And his wife's like, hey, listen, honey. He's like, not now. I'm putting together the place for the Browns. Going to be taken all seriously. Going to start off with a hitch. Going to go over the middle, <laughs> tight end. <laughs> like I said, can't be worse. Can't be worse than uh, what the Browns have done, man. I agree. I think it's going to be electrifying. So we'll have to take uh, big things are going to happen with the first 15 plays, points early. We got to know when that guy's making the play well, so we can bet. Browns score or, or uh, you know, score quick. So you get to call 15 plays, or there's another yep. there's another package. You sit in a in the luxury box with Bernie Kozar and watch an NFL game. I think I'd rather call the fifth uh, 15 plays. I like Bernie Kozar though. I like to do both. <laughs> I would like to do both too. I'd, how about you give people both to, yeah, to have the grand? Like, that's that's even cooler. That's the thing you get you 15 call the plays while drunk your... with Bernie Kozar. Yeah, and then Kozar goes. Bernie's got to approve it. Bernie's got to approve it. So it's like, all right, all right so I want to do a reverse to Landry, and I want to throw it to Beckham, and then Beckham's going to throw the ball. <laughs> like, yeah, I right, like it. All right, Bernie approves. Okay, like Bernie gives you the up or down. And he goes, no, Cap, that's too extreme. All right, all right, all right. We'll just go for a bomb. <laughs> Bernie Kosar, best perm in the business. I love Bernie Kosar. Dude, Great Cleveland. The, the Cleveland Browns are an organization. Don't forget that the owner said that a homeless guy told him that they should take Johnny Manziel, and uh, he thought it was destiny. Yeah, they're, they're listening to homeless people before. Nothing against homeless people, but the guy's not even homeless. He's outside of a liquor store. The guy was a drunk. <laughs> Might as well let us call 15 plays. <laughs> oh, I'd be a good play caller. Yeah. I, uh, dude, best it up. Both betters would be good coaches. People don't realize it. Like, I couldn't yell at a linebacker, hey, your footwork sucks. But I can put together a good game plan. Clock management is not even a debate. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Game time decisions continues from the store studios. I am Renzi. Get on the grid. We're going to down to Raging Red at Cam Stewart. Fun show. Uh, real fun show uh, today. Talking about uh, the National Football League and fans calling plays. Uh, that would just be so much fun. And like I said, be even better if they let drug fans call the place. But oh, it makes sure. sense, though. Like, you need, the like, a legend. You get hammered with a football quarterback legend, and it gets approved. Right? So, like, you tell Bernie, all right, Bernie, we want to run this down the field here. And then Bernie goes, good call, guys. And then Bernie radios it into them. All right, they, the guys are going with this. Right? I like it. And then Bernie goes, I like I like the play. Uh, I, li- I like the play. So, <laughs> I will say this, though, Gabe. I watch a lot of football, and I'll never forget, I was at a Thanksgiving game with the Lions at the Silverdome when Dave Craig was their quarterback. And I said it to my buddy. I go, they should just get the bag, throw it back. Boom. Like, you know what I mean? Running back, stop, throw back. Herman Moore open, boom, 70-yard bump. They got to use that play more. Nobody, that used to be a staple. Running back, fake, you stop the safeties, throw it back to the quarterback, two guys yep. open. Him and Perriman were both open downfield. Touchdown Lions, they actually got it done on Thanksgiving for a change. I'm telling you, man, like, that's a play. I don't understand why teams don't use it. It works a lot. Anyway, that's just my take. Well, I'll tell you one thing that uh, if we were calling plays that uh, we wouldn't do, Cam, and I guarantee you, if it was first and goal from the one, I wouldn't have my quarterback in a shotgun. Yes, exactly. Like if I'm shot up, that. yeah. Uh, like, you know, I'm telling that. you. And I said this on the way out there. Um, gamblers, we know, like, football inside out. And I'm not saying, oh, just me. Like, I trust Teddy Covers. I trust Everybody. Teddy Covers to game manage in the last couple of years. I trust you, Kev. I trust you more than NFL coach. If I had $5,000 on a game, and I'm like, all right, let Cam handle the timeouts and the clock management for our betting purposes here, which is actually good for the team as well. It's it's amazing how oblivious these coaches are. Because as gamblers, we can see into the future bad things that can happen, right? Like I, when I'm watching a football game, I'm like, man, we could lose like this, like this, like that, like this. If we don't do this with the ball right now, then we're gonna there's going to be this much time and that much time. I'm always thinking of the worst. These coaches are caught up in the moment. They've got spotters. They've got guys... I'm telling you, they've got a guy, we all know, that tells them, all right, coach, review the play or not, right? They don't have a guy just clock management, which is done to me. There's a clock times management expert. Clock management expert. That's all the guy's job is. I coach, agree call time 100%. Out now. It's so important. And you know what the thing to me is? How many times has this happened? And it's so simple. Teams score too quickly to leave the other team ability to score to win the game. There's ways you can milk the clock and do things. Like, we're watching football going, like, are you stupid, dude? Like, all you have to do is this. You run down the clock. You can't mathematically lose the game. Like, I'm looking at these guys going, really? You have this job to do, and you're actually leaving time for the other team to get the ball back and scoring. Like, simple, simple things that we see, Gabe. I agree with you 100%. Gamblers know a lot more, but it, it baffles me. Guys have been coaching their whole lives. They can't figure out basic stuff. Sean Payton says trash talk with Tom Brady has already begun. New quarterback uh, uh, texted him and said uh, how Saints are favorites to beat them in week one. Can't wait to see in week one. The Brady's <laughs> already like uh, drawing a line in the stand. But what I like about this, hey, Tom, you're worrying about the wrong Payton, bro, right now. Worry about Sean Payton in September and October, et cetera. You should be worrying about Peyton Manning uh, right now. So let's get into this. You know, I thought we'd spend more time talking about the match and the NASCAR, but we had so much fun talking about the National Football League, and we covered the match extensively all week. But, Cam, we also predicted we're walking right into the trap. FanDuel line right now, minus 190. Yeah, it keeps on going down, but I'm going to say this, Gabe. At least I know certain things that are going to happen in this tournament. I know this. If it does go to an extra hole, I know we're going to play the hole. We're not playing it closest to the pin but it will be a par three. They're going to go to a par three, probably a wedge. They're saying 125, 130. That's fine. There's not going to be any makeup stuff as we go along stuff. That that And the Wolf match, I got to be honest with you, I don't think I'm ever going to get over it because it was just a blatant screw job. <laughs> you can't, no, you can't treat betters like that. It makes me not want to come back and play these frivolous events because we don't know what's happening. This one, there's going to be weird stuff in it. I know Barkley's playing a hole. We're playing a hole with one club. I get it. But at least I know if it goes to extra holes, we're not going to lose on some, like, trick play or, you know, closest to the pin. They're going to actually play out the whole best team wins type of thing. I still like Tiger, Gabe, Manning. People are betting they see the value on Mickelson at a big plus price because he won before. They're buying into Brady. I'm telling you, we we have to think about this from our perspective. Tiger will not want to let Phil beat him again. I think he's too competitive for that. I think Manning wants to shut up Brady. 
fine. Let the line go down. Let people take the fill money. We are fine where we are with Tiger Woods, and I'm comfortable with the bag. Peyton Manning's had to have played more golf recently than Tom Brady, bro. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady's moved. He's moved to a new city, a new place. He's breaking into people's houses. He's violating yep. quarantine orders. He's working out publicly in parks. He's a menace <laughs> to society, this guy. Um, but um, so FanDuel has some really fun props up, actually, for this, Cam. Yep. So how about this? Whole, whole one. Whole yep. one. Hit fairway with tee shot. Hit fairway. Tiger Woods to hit the first fairway, minus 235. Much. Phil, Phil Mickelson to hit the fairway, minus uh, 186. I'll bet on no for Phil Mickelson. He'll spray it. Yeah, you know what? That Give sucks. No. They're, not, they're not giving you the chance to go no. Nah, see, see? This is all we're doing. Because I would roll the dice. These guys haven't hit a ball in a while. Someone could definitely shank one. Phil would Ta- shank so, one. Come how about on. this? You trust Tom, Tom Brady. Puts it on. I like these props. At least they're, they're easy to figure out. It's fairway. We all know what it is. So Tom Brady to hit the fairway. First shot. Plus 102. I'm going to say no. Peyton Manning to hit this first tee shot. To uh, hit the uh, hit the first fairway. Minus 112. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> these are dangerous well, Peyton, props, though. These are dangerous props because even Brady and him, like the one thing is, they're, I look at their handicaps, Gabe, and I know good golfers. They're good enough to know. They might even like take out a, I'm going to tell you something. These guys might not be bringing out the big stick. Just to keep it in play, they might just say, you know what, let's get off to a good start here. I don't want to rip one, two fairways over. Nice little three wood uh, or, uh, you know, a stinger, poke it Brady's out there. Brady's not shanking play. his first shot, Cam. That nah, guy's going right I'm down the betting, middle. I'm not betting against Tom Brady to shank his first tee shot. God, I, I'm already glad for punishment. Now, Cam, of, uh, hopefully uh, Peyton Manning's first shot goes better than the first play of that Super Bowl when there was a safety. Oh, yeah, great Super Bowl. I was the only one. Yay, Seahawks. People wanted to kill me. I, I was, was Denver, Denver. Oh, yeah, that was actually, that was the I one I knew Super I was Bowl done I, after I, that play. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on yeah. the wrong yeah. side. Even Percy Harvin got the ball back, take it back for a touch. Like, that Super Bowl was a straight-up massacre as a pick Like, that was one that of the was craziest things. Oh, it was great. I love the Meadowlands for that. That was actually one of the happiest days of my life, Gabe. I'll never forget. I was uh, at the bar, and there was, like, literally two Seahawks fans. Everybody else was all Denver. Uh, it felt great. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was at the that Meadowlands. Was... Yeah, ultra warm weather. Great uh, day. Yeah, yeah. People were all worried. I can't have a Super Bowl outdoors. I know they were coming to the East Coast. Yeah, it was crazy. It's like, yeah, it was bombing. Uh, it was beautiful. Great day. Perfect conditions. Great result. So what do you now? They got all this other stuff. I hate these other props. Woods versus Mickelson, both birdies on the front nine. Yeah, blah blah. Don't even worry about that stuff. No, no. I, I was just bringing up the tee shot. So what about this down in one ninety? What are you, are you getting scared now, Cam? Or you think the favorites are going to win here still? Oh, I'm not getting scared. And uh, you know, I told you I wouldn't click again, and I got to keep my word. But you know, you are at uh, my place now, my studio. Maybe the rules change. If it dips to like a buck seventy-five, eighty, I, I got to believe people just are looking at the value and going. We're seeing Phil Mickelson, a, a man that's won the match before at such a good price. They're trying to get even action here, Gabe. Before, the number might have been a little bit inflated on Woods, but I like our I like our stance. Woods wants this. He doesn't want uh, to be embarrassed by Phil. His home course, Manning, too. Look at And when Tom Brady put that little tweet out of those guys as midgets, that's like, if some guy did that to me and you, you don't think that's in the back of Tiger's heads as them as giants and them as little guys? I'm telling you, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning want to wipe the floor with these guys. But, you know, for TV purposes, maybe it goes a little bit longer. I'm not even sure. I like the bet maybe that it doesn't go to 18, too. 16 or 17, this party's over. Give it to Woods and uh, Manning. I'm staying where I am. I, I feel good you about it. You haven't clicked again? You said you put your foot down, but... I put my foot down, and hey... Is it, get, you're going to feel good just beating Tom Brady, if golf, yeah. too. Are you getting some money back, hopefully? Please, Gabe. No, and that's the thing. It's like... People go, oh, you still lost on Wolf and Fowler. Did we lose? No, we won seven to five. If my no, no, we capped it properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did cap it properly. So I don't want to hear any more. We Crap. capped it properly. It was seven five. Screw job. And they better, there better not be any trick. Your little dream about Tom Brady hitting a twenty-four foot putt to win, though, I can't get that out of my head. It's really starting. Oh, to and then the me. worst to hear Phil say, "Oh, Tom's quite a good putter." I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't no, but like I said, Tom Brady hasn't had time to practice in the same way Peyton Manning has. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, that would Tiger I think Woods, Woods home course. Come on. Yep. 
Yeah, he wants it. You want to think he want you think he wants to deal with Phil Mickelson chirping at him again? Like, trust me. Like, the, if if I'm of, wrong, if I'm wrong, bro. Like, I don't know. I guess you guys can all laugh at us on Monday because yeah. me and Cam, because we took the underdogs last week. Yeah, we did. Got screwed and lost. Now we're going to take the favorites. If the underdogs win this week, then I don't even know what to say anymore. Well, you could call us turkeys, and I'll accept that. And just like the UFC fight, remember, you're like, Cam, Cam. I go, yeah, we'll take Walt, you know, we'll take Harris in this fight there. And then I'm like, every other. They stopped it. They didn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing. We can't. I take Denny Hamlin. I take Denny Hamlin on Sunday, and then he wins on Wednesday. Same track. Unbelievable. I know. It's just been one of those weeks. Anyway. Maybe that we're in uh, quarantine now. Maybe our luck changes this week. That's <laughs> for the winner. The quarantine special. Um, yeah. So, yeah, NASCAR, Coca-Cola 600, Sunday evening, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is uh, NASCAR's home turf. That's yep. NASCAR headquarters, uh, actually, where they are. Most of the teams are based out of there uh, as well. So this is an interesting track. They all they all know this very, very well. This is, you know, Cam, basically they're going to have qualifying on weekend races they can't do it midweek because they do the xfinity on tuesday they race sunday and wednesday etc so you know this one's a little bit different all these drivers know this place inside out and i'm just going to simplify this one cam martin truex has won two of the last four races here give me martin truex yeah i'm going to go with a guy that's been good to me uh i don't want to follow anybody's pick but bowman's been so close gabe and i told you this top three and top five well, betting riding bowman yeah uh, he's my guy like i gotta be honest with you like he's saving my 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 hide in every type of situation we had uh, the other uh, drivers last week i told you i took kozlowski that was wrong he did not win but i will go with bowman i and your boy michael roberts is pretty good he likes him at 10 to 1 too it's a good price for a guy that's getting real close give me bowman yeah michael roberts likes uh we got to get him on the show he likes alex bowman I already like Truex. Um, you know, as we, we talked about it with Jordan Bianchi. I said, I already like Truex here. Two of four. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go. My my top pick will be at 550 with Truex. I'm going to sprinkle on Alex Bowman uh, as well. And, you know, call me bold here, but, bro, Denny Hamlin can win again. He could. Like, he, he could He could win again at plus uh, 900. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't write him off. I wouldn't write That's him off. That's a good but, <laughs> great uh it's great to have uh some sports uh back we'll catch you guys uh we're gonna start going live on sb nation radio and game time decisions next week so things are gonna start to fall into place a little bit including nba basketball coming back we can't wait for the official announcement it's gonna be off the hook man lebron and ad and the lakers Kawhi, pg uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, and don't forget the defending champion Raptors later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.